Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Back here on the show, and it is time to uh, talk with Jim Estes, Rutherford County School Board Chairman. That's the last time that you, uh, when you come up, that I'll be able to call you that, I guess, Jim. That's correct. Two more days. Two more days. Uh, so, what was that? Um, two more days. That take us into the weekend, right? Right. So, um, a new board being sworn in at some point soon, too. Uh, most of them have been sworn in already. Okay. And uh, we'll have a meeting on the third to elect a new chairman and vice chairman. Gotcha. So um, that's next Thursday. Next Thursday. So that'll be the the first meeting with the the new board members, huh? Correct. Gotcha. So I know that you have served um, with a couple of those gentlemen on the on the school board for many many years. Uh, Terry Hodge and and Jeff Jordan uh, both are. Jeff didn't run for re-election, and uh, Sheila Bratton's taking his spot. But <clears throat> pardon me, um, I, I know that. Those two guys have meant a lot to education here in Rutherford County, for sure. Oh, that's true. They, they, of course, Jeff was a teacher and a principal and a coach in Rutherford County for years, and um, we're losing a lot of good experience with him. And, of course, Terry Hodge is, was on the board, what, 16 years, I believe. And that 16 years, he's, uh, he's seen a lot of changes most of them for the better i might add he uh he's been one of the the people that is uh or he was the person that championed uh the classified personnel getting raises when teachers did so he was a big supporter of that of course he was also a supporter of of everything else we did Mm -hmm. but but he was the one that really pushed for that do you um you know what made Jeff so good? I, I guess at that is that he taught it about every school in the county. So <laughs> that was I, always the going I, <laughs> saying I, about him. <laughs> I told him one time that uh, they were trying to find a place he could fit in. <laughs> is that what it was? <laughs> but uh, was he chairman before you? He was chairman for yeah. two years for my uh, term. I, I, I thought that was was the case. So. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of experience on the board, but um, you've got some, some new folks coming in, and boy, this is this has got to be the most challenging time to be be coming into a school board situation. Well, it's uh, it's a challenging time anytime you come into it. Yeah, but uh, with with the virus and the way we're having to teach now. There's a, there's a lot of changes, and, and they're changing sometimes weekly or daily. Not changing as bad as we did at the start, though. Yeah. It yeah. has got better. Um, you know, the um, there, there's there got to be a big learning curve, though, for, for someone. Even even if you were in education, the things that you're dealing with on the school board level are, are, are just different, I would think. Well, that's true. Um, you know, I would... I taught for 21 years and knew a lot about the school system, but once you get on the board, you're 
role changes. You deal more with the finances and uh, policy than you do actual students mm-hmm. and and what goes on in the school. It's nice to know what goes on in the school. It helps a whole lot when you're making decisions, but uh, there's a whole lot to learn. It, I, I tell a lot of people that I was actually on the board for a year before I ever asked a question because it was all new. Right. And, you know, had to learn it all. And uh, people tolerated me and helped me out, and, and that's what we'll do with the new board members right. who want it. Um, you know, this um, this is an interesting um, time to be coming into the school board, but you've got some some new members and you got to hit the ground running. What are what are some of the things that you're looking at here um, in your first meeting with this new board that you'll be kind of taking a look at? Well, of course, uh, the first thing the board will do is uh, elect a chairman and a vice chairman, and then from there we'll we'll go in right into the regular school board business that we normally do every every month uh, or every meeting not necessarily every month um, some of the challenges are I, I'm a, it's hard to say because there's a different challenge all the time but uh, I would like to see us be able to take a little bit more off of our teachers hmm. our teachers are are working uh, almost two jobs, it seems like, in a lot of cases. That might be something we can look at over the next month or two to see if we can help them. When when you're saying working a couple of jobs, is that because, you know, they're maybe teaching half of their class distance learning and the other half are in, in person? I mean, That's correct. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be hard. It is hard, and and... A lot of them are, are stressed pretty bad about this, and and uh, for some reason there's there's some schools that have seemed to handled it a little different maybe than others and do a little made it a little easier on the teachers, but that's uh, that's a choice that the principal has to make on on personnel, number of students, mm-hmm. both in school and distant learning so you know they're all working they want to make it better too and hopefully we can get it better i will say that when you read articles about how other systems are starting the problems that they're having by starting say last monday are exactly the same problems we had when we started so we've now got uh, I believe it's 13 days in the books of children being in school and another five six seven eight days of teachers being there so we're we're pushing a month since school been, has been open and uh, a lot of people told us we wouldn't be open after a week right so uh we can credit all that to our staff, our central office staff, for having a plan. Uh, Mr. Spurlock's crew's done a great job out there setting it up. 
the principals and the assistant principals have, have uh, worked hard to uh, make everything work smoothly for uh, follow the plan. I'm very uh, proud of what they've done. I'm proud of what the teachers have done. And it's not been easy. It's not been easy on my 2,000 emails. Wow. <laughs> so so uh, you're, hear, you're hearing from a lot of these teachers then? Well, right. We hear from teachers, parents, parents. Yeah. Even hear from grandparents. Yeah. Yeah, so. I can imagine. Um, you know, what What are some of the, um, you know, with, with the teachers, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Are there some ideas? Have you, have you been given some ideas on what they think um, might help ease the stress load on them a little bit? I think the best way to ease the stress load is to go back to school full time. Ah, well, yeah. <laughs> that would be the number one uh, way to ease everything. The teachers, uh, it seems that most of what I've heard are, are the problems they're having. Now, whether they've got a solution or not, I, I don't know about that. Uh, I wish they did. We might could try them. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes their solutions, if they send them to you, can't work. And all solutions are not going to work the same in every school. Sure. Yeah. So it, the, the the technology side, I would think, you, you know, with any technology, um, there has to be some human interaction. And so that takes a, that takes a teacher's attention away. I mean, you, you have to control it. You have to uh, tell the technology what to do. I'm right. talking about Zoom or whatever you're using. And then it doesn't work 100% of the time. So then you're dealing with those challenges. And then if you're not technically savvy, which is not a criteria necessarily to be in education or something like that, then, you know, that those are just some of the challenges and extra headaches that I would think um, are causing problems, um, you know, and I've got a kid in school. She's in, in class, not distance learning, but... Um, talks about some of the challenges of uh, even those who are in school or having to use technology to turn in assignments just like others are and sometimes it's there and works fine sometimes you know and so that's just i think that's part of the frustration that everybody's feeling it looks like you know that's true and um excuse me several i believe it was about two years ago rutherford county we school board added some more broadband to our internet i don't know what we would have done if we hadn't have done that two years ago yeah so our technology people were looking at that we still are having some problems or nothing like what they were two weeks ago sure but uh we're just having to work through it it's kind of a day-by-day process and but I, i'm just trying to put myself in the mind of that teacher who is you know teaching to maybe half of their students in in zoom and half of their students in person and you can't teach both the same necessarily but i I don't know it it just seems like to me that that uh they've really got a lot on them right now they sure sure do and uh, that is our big problem is with the law the way it is about what 
we can show on a video with kids in a classroom. We can't show the kids in a classroom. So it makes it hard for, especially your lower grades, for a teacher to video their class and not have a kid in it. Mm. So these students can't be on the, the lesson. So with that, uh, a lot of our teachers are working at night to do the distance learning and teaching during the day. I see what you're saying. So the lessons that they're doing for the distance learners, they can't do it with other kids in the room because they can't be in the in the video. Un- unless they can do it without having kids in a video. Wow. Yeah. Man, what a challenge, I tell you. Um, you said that you've gotten, and we've got Jim Estes with us, uh, Rutherford County School Board Chairman, for two more days. You've been counting down. <laughs> I guess you got a little calendar. <laughs> um, but um, so just in my thinking about it, if you've gotten 2,000 emails from parents and you know and, and teachers and and grandparents and and and, and folks i'm sure that uh, oh a good 95 percent of those are not happy with something you know um uh but i i've heard that there are even people who are not on the school board or or affici- affiliated with the schools that are are, are getting complaints um you know, there, there's, there's, I guess, a, a good chain of communication. Talking to your state representative, for instance, isn't going to do you a whole lot of good, I wouldn't think, when it's a school issue. Well, that's true. You know, the best way to handle a problem, if, if you've got one at school, is first the teacher. And then the assistants and principals and the principals. It usually... 95% of all problems could be handled if you follow that chain. Uh, just sometimes people get upset and they think, well, I'll call my state senator or my state representative. Well, all that does is those people get away from whatever they're doing to figure out what's going wrong or what the problem is. and. Most of the time, they don't get to fix it anyway. It has to come back to us to solve the problem. So if they would go through the the process of talking to the teacher, if that doesn't resolve anything, then go to your principals and see if you can resolve it that way. And there's always, you can call the central office and and talk to somebody out there about, about their problem and usually most problems can be solved without much delay sure well i mean if you from from teacher to assistant principal to principal to you know the school board you're probably going to get the majority the big majority of your answers somewhere along that line right you'd think uh you know the uh the the job that the teachers are doing in the classroom is you know it's amazing who knows what it's going to look like in a month and you know before fall break and then christmas and um but i don't know i i I, maybe i'll say this you don't have to even comment on it but the way we're going now with this you know 
so many in the classroom and so many in person and we're stressing teachers out to the point we can't this can't be sustained i don't think <laughs> you know i i think you're correct on that uh, the, um, they're gonna have to eventually do something to take some of that load off the teachers now how soon we can do that i don't know you know if you if you watch the the news they talk about having a uh, vaccination for covid uh, by the end of the year but from what i know so far and have heard we don't know if that's going to be like a annual flu shot or whether it's going to be something that will take care of you for the rest of your life yeah so it looks like we're going to be dealing with COVID for a while. Even if we get a vaccination, there's probably still going to be masks in school for a while. Could be as long as the end of the year or even into next year. I don't know. I hope not. Yeah. But uh, we just don't know. Well, um, I know that there are lots of challenges ahead. Uh, Jim, I want to thank you for your um service as a uh, chairman of the, the school board through some challenging times and and i know you'll be a very valuable member of the school board going forward but uh passing the gavel on uh so thanks again for for your hard work and all that well you're welcome i, I have enjoyed it i've enjoyed all the time i've been on the school board uh, it's a very rewarding place to be yeah and uh I got one question of you. No, oh, of where, me. Where do you keep the chicken in here? <laughs> there's a there's a coop in the back. <laughs> uh, I never knew I was going to get asked that question <laughs> on the air. You just never know. Oh, Jim Jim Estes with the hard questions this morning. Oh goodness, that's going to do it for our program today. Hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you back here next week. <laughs>